They're so proud of me So proud of me So proud of me They're so proud of me Cage Breaker, we out here It's the Cage Breaker Show Not everybody's an athlete, but you can learn a lot from an athlete And today I have a special guest a young man who's just a true pioneer, a true trailblazer, somebody who who, who just doesn't say much. They, they let their actions speak. Somebody who, who works hard, um, you know, came from the bottom and is still climbing, you know, and somebody I'm just I'm just happy to see this young man do the amazing things that he's doing. And um, we're happy to have him on the show. So with no further ado, we have Mr. Cole Taylor. How you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you for coming on the show, man. Of course. For the people who don't know, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, um, I'm from Grand Junction, Colorado, which is on the western slope of Colorado. Um, it's not a very big town. I think my graduating class had about 500 people in it, maybe a little less than. Uh, we had about 100 people total on our football team. Um, and I came from there, and, you know, I, I kind of, uh, through high school, I was able to get opportunities playing college football. And I took an opportunity to come play um, down at LSU. And I've been here for, this is, I just finished up my second season actually this um, this January. Uh, I'm, I'm going on to my third season next year and I plan on, you know, having, having a good off season and um, just doing everything right. For sure, for sure. Talk to us about what it was like going from Grand Junction to LSU. Yeah, I mean, in, um, in Grand Junction, there's not a lot of people that really, um, really even that have the desire to go play college sports, you know, let alone um, actually being able to do it. We're kind of limited over there. You know, everyone kind of, whenever recruiting coaches come into the area, you know, they're going to Denver because they're going to be able to see 60, 70 kids in, in one or two days. But if they come over to Colorado, you know, or Grand Junction, you're going to see maybe one or two that even have a, like a chance to play there every couple of years. Um, so they don't really spend time over in the Western Slope, uh, which is actually a shame because there, there are a lot of good players. Um, I was actually fortunate enough to um, start working out in Denver and playing on some seven on seven teams in Denver. And that's kind of the bridge that I took to, to get to LSU. And, <clears throat> you know, I just kind of throughout, throughout the recruiting process, um, I just kept, you know, saying like, I need to go somewhere where I am going to be wanted and I'm going to be needed. And that's kind of what LSU was for me. So that's kind of where um, it brought me in ever since then. You know, I haven't looked back. For sure. What, when, and what was, when was that moment even going back to where you were like, this game of football can take me places? Like, again, you coming from under the radar, you know, Grand Junction. Um, what was when was that moment where you were like, yeah, football can this this is gonna take me places? Yeah, you know, honestly, I didn't even know that I was gonna play college football until uh, after my junior season. Some kids, you know, get their offers earlier. Like the quarterback that um, was here at LSU, I room I roomed with him my first year, and he said he'd been committed since freshman year. And so I was like, that's crazy, dude. I didn't even know I was gonna be playing college football my freshman year. You know, that wasn't even on my radar. Um, so I think, you know, after I got my first offer, I was offered by CU. Um, and that was when it really hit. I was like, yeah, I'm, 
I gotta I'm gonna play somewhere, you know. Before that I, I had no clue whether I was gonna try to go JUCO, try to go D two, you know, and then work my way up, um, or what my route was, but then once I got that CU offer, it kind of set in like, yeah, I got a, I got a chance to play somewhere big. For sure, for sure. So would you call yourself like a, a late bloomer? Yeah, definitely. And that's kind of how I've been all growing up. I mean, I've always been tall, but, um, you know, I never really kind of came into my body until sophomore, junior year. And junior year is when I really kind of started to feel good. And honestly, like, even into my second year of college, I still feel like I'm growing into my body and just developing more and more. And um, as far as like recruiting, you know, I, I know kids that have been offered and, you know, I mean, you see kids that are like get fifth grade getting offers yeah. it's ridiculous, but <laughs> like that, that, that's, that's a whole nother story. But yeah. um, I mean, it's, you know, it's never too late, whether you do the whole like Juco thing and then go into college or whether you're getting your, you know, first offers, um, you know, when you're in fifth grade, um, it's never too late and your story's not over until you stop writing it. That's facts. And, and that's true. Um, everybody has a different story. You just got to keep going. Exactly. When did, when did everything kind of pick up for you? I know you got the CU offer and it was like, okay, cool. I can play this. But when was it like, whoosh, everybody just came. Right. So, yeah. So, um, actually the, I got my CU offer. Um, I think it was January 31st of 2019. And um, after that, everything just started rolling. You know, like the next day, I think I got Missouri. And then the next day I got Arkansas, Cal, and um, one other, I can't remember. But like college, college recruiting, it's, it's different. Because like once you get one, the other schools are like, oh, I mean, they're offering him. I need to look at him. I need to see why they're offering him. If they want him, I, I'm probably going to want him. Um, and then I started kind of getting bigger offers like Michigan and LSU and uh, Penn State. That, that was more down the road. Um, but those, like, uh, CU, all the local ones that were kind of close, um, they started and it just snowballed from there. Why? What was it? Because we're looking at even now, LSU is – LSU represents greatness. Yeah. Like you have to be great to go to LSU. What was it that made you want to accept the challenge and choose LSU? I mean, that's just what it is. You know, LSU's got the history behind it. Um, 2019 before I actually I committed before they even won a national championship. But I mean, that stacks on to, you know, LSU's greatness. And I just felt like, this is one of the best roads that I can have to um, to the NFL. And, you know, if I, if I want to be the great player that I feel and know that I can be, I need to be come, coming and playing at this top level of a school. So that was kind of my thinking going into it, and that was um, what, what led me here. No, facts, facts. Do you have, like, a – is there somebody – I know you probably have a few, but, like, that culture, that mentor – that that pushed you and motivated you um do you have anybody like that uh i mean it was really my dad um you know my whole family supported me my brother my sister my mom um but my dad was the one that really wanted it for me my dad was the one that um was asking me every day you know what did you do today to get better like what like yeah i know you went and lifted 
but everyone in the nation is doing that. So what did you do to put yourself on top of everyone else? So that that was kind of that was kind of where that drive came for me was um, just him kind of always, you know, uh, biting down my heels, just asking me what I'm doing. You know, do you need help with this? Do you need help with that? And yeah. So that that was huge. You know, my whole family though was um, there throughout the whole process, and uh, you know, I wouldn't be here without them. Thanks. And I'm, I'm going to build off that, too, off of what, you know, your, your father always asks you, like, what what to you, like, how do you separate yourself? Yeah. Again, you come from small town. You come from a small town under the radar to nationally one of the mm-hmm. best tight ends in the nation. How do you separate yourself? What goes into that? You know, I, I was obviously blessed with having the ability, like the height. Um, but just had the loan wasn't what was going to get me there, you know? So I, I felt like, I, I think in Grand Junction, there's a kind of a stigma of like, oh, you're going to be in Grand Junction. You might go to college, you know, in Colorado somewhere, you might stay here, go to, uh, may stay, you might just work out of college, but nobody really wanted to separate themselves. And, um, you know, I was like, I'm not going to do it here. So I got to go to Denver. I got to get some support from Denver. I went and worked out at, um, six zero, which is. Uh, Matt McChesney's um, gym. I worked out with him a bunch. I went and did seven on seven teams. I, I played for two seven on seven teams. Um, I, I I was just doing everything extra that I could. You know, I nobody in the town was driving over to Denver every weekend. Oh, you was driving to Denver from Grand Junction. Yeah, there was there was a time there. <laughs> yeah, right after season, and it was in the winter, so it was hard to get up there. You know. Um, I-70 is not easy crossing the mountain there, but um, there's a time there where I was going up six, seven weekends in a row just to get an hour, hour and a half workout. And that's really what separated me was I was going four hours, four hours back, eight hours round trip, just to get an hour and a half workout in because there was a chance that somebody might be watching that. So that was, <laughs> that was kind of where I came from. And that was, and that, that goes back to the sport, you know, my, my dad went up with me every weekend. My mom took me. My sister was there. My brother was there. So it was just, it was something like, I just, I knew I had to separate myself and I knew I wasn't going to do it. Just sitting around on the weekends, you know, maybe going to lift, maybe going to throw. Man, I'm, I'm over here getting chills because people don't like, people see the LSU and people see, you know, the Instagram nationally televised games, but Nobody sees that. Yeah. No, and, no, no. and Matt McChesney, like working with Matt McChesney, this is what I need to know. He is going to push you. He is. And he's going to yell at you and he's not going to care who you are. He doesn't care whether you're an NFL vet or you're, you know, you're a first year um, football player. He's not going to care. He's going to push you as hard as you can. And um, he's going to get you, you know, to your full ability. And the reason why I bring that up is because you have people who live probably 10 minutes away from six zero uh, academy's yeah. facility who, who might make an excuse not to go. You're yeah. driving four hours. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was, it was tough. And I mean, but it was a sacrifice that we needed to make, you know, I felt that that's what I need to do. And so that's what I did every weekend. And um, obviously it paid out in the long run. Man. Did it and and like I said, you're still going, you're still grinding, but that man, thank you for sharing that because that that's powerful. People don't understand the the sacrifice and 
you know, really going to get your goals. Everybody's entitled in a sense, like, oh, why yeah. not? You really are the definition of go get it. <laughs> yeah. For real. So, man, I want to ask you, is there like a, a quote or like a mantra that you live by? A quote or a mantra that I live by? Um, you know, I, I honestly just think like, like, you've never lost until you quit, you know, like you, you could keep going and keep going. You won't lose until you put down, you know, put down the sword and just quit. So that's kind of what I've been going by. Like I, uh, I, we have workouts here, you know, and like we do much fourth quarter stuff and, you know, it's harder than anyone ever sees or does. And they keep saying like, don't quit, don't quit, don't quit. And that's, and that's what you do. You keep pushing and you're going to get through it. You know, like in in the end, after you get through it, you know, that's you, you feel better than you ever have. And a lot of people just quit halfway through and they don't get to that end result. Like you never know how, how strong you really are until you push up to your limits. Thanks. My man dropping jewels. I want to ask you going from. Again, making the jump from. What do we want to call it? I guess we'll call it Chassa going yeah. from. Chassa to the SEC, what was one of the biggest adjustments that you had to make? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's it's not just football here. I mean, like you got school, football, you got, a, you know, team dinners, you got lifts. Um, so I think the biggest adjustment was just uh, time management. You know, I, I wake up in the morning, I got lifts at 7 a.m., so I got to wake up at 6 uh, be there at seven. I got tutoring at nine. I got class from 11 or from 10 to one. And then we got team meeting at 130, 136. And then you got to do your homework after. So it's really just time management. Um, everyone sees, you know, Saturdays when we're playing, but not everyone sees us, you know, at 630 when we're doing our homework and everything. Um, and in high school, you know, you can kind of get away with just, just getting by. Um, but here, you know, this is a full-time job. Like you're putting your all into this and you're, putting all your time into this um, just just to get by, you know. Um, so I think that was the biggest adjustment. Uh, like, as far as on the field, um, I think the speed was – it was hard. You know, it was hard to adjust to that. Um, senior year, you know, obviously I had a fairly good senior year, and then I come here and I'm at the bottom of the, of the totem pole. So I, I had to adjust to that and um, – I had to realize, you know, I'm just like all these guys. All these guys were highly recruited just like me. So I got to, you know, make my mark on my own. Nobody's here to help me. They all want their job. You know, they're earning their scholarship every day. Um, so just competitive edge is kind of – it's just different. No, that's real. That That is real. How did it – I know we never get satisfied or complacent, but yeah. what went into – earning that starting job? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, my freshman year, I came here um, and I had four guys in front of me. Um, so I was pretty much fifth string. Um, one of them got in trouble. So he got kicked off the team. Another one tore his ACL and then ended up transferring out. Um, and then the other two were there the whole season. Um, 
and I kind of, you know, I kind of just stayed in the back. I stayed ready. Um, you know, I, I wasn't um, slacking off in practice. I wasn't just, oh, these guys are going to play in the game, whatever. You know, I was paying attention. I was taking mental reps when they were taking the um, first team reps and everything. Uh, and then Florida came and one of the guys got popped for a drug test. So he was out. So then that moved me up. And then <clears throat> our other tight end ended up opting out of the last two games because he had some mental health issues. So and I was there. I was stepped into that role. Um, and I, I felt I felt ready for it. And um, I kind of took over and um, I never really looked back from there. And the first game was an adjustment. You know, it was hard. It was going, it, we, we played in Florida. Um, so that was hard. I mean, Florida, top 10 team. Yeah. You know, um, so, I mean, that was kind of, it was a shock to me. It was, it was surreal being able to play in that atmosphere and yeah, um, going and getting the win there. But it, it was, it was really just, you know, staying ready. Like I, at, at no point was I like, oh, I'm the backup. I'm just going to coast, you know, the rest of the seasons, whatever. Mm. I'm this season off. It was just staying ready. It was, it was staying in the playbook. It was staying, staying after practice, get extra catches in case my time did come. And it ended up coming. It worked out. One of the key things you said was stay ready. Yeah. Stay ready. For everybody who's going to watch this, I need y'all to understand the importance of what he just said. You have to stay ready. You were you you were getting mental reps. Yeah. Stay. Now, it, reps are limited. In college, you know, you come in. <laughs> you We have a team round period. There's 16 total reps, and there's five guys trying to get reps, you know, and the coach has got a script out. You maybe get two or three reps. So you go you go in, take those two or three reps, you know, and you you make the most of those reps. But then when you're not in – when you're not taking reps, you know, you got to be locked in, see what they're doing. You know, what they did right, take that, use that. You know, what they did wrong, be like, I, I do this. And then, you know, use that for your own game. And that's kind of where I was at, and that's kind of what I was doing. Man, and 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 I want to, I want to, I want to, I want you to do this. Talk to us the important. Talk to us about the importance of attitude, because yeah. you said something that is so key, and you're wise. You're very wise. You said something so key. You said you weren't pouting. Yeah. You were focused. You were what you were. You could have easily been pouting and looking like, oh, I'm the last man on the depth chart. Yeah. But instead, you didn't have that mindset. Nah. You were patient. Talk to us about the importance of attitude in this game. Yeah, I mean, my I, my attitude's always been that, like, what's what's the point in pouting? That's not going to get you anywhere. What's going to get you somewhere, you know, is working extra, is, is trying to take extra reps, is, you know, in the film room more. Like, that's kind of where I'm at, like, not, I'm not going to sit back and just let whatever happens, happens. You know, I'm going to go get what's mine. Like, you got to take that. Um, and that's kind of always been my mindset. And, you know, there's people that are like, oh, you know, I deserve this. I deserve that. You don't deserve anything. Nothing's like nothing's given to you. You know, you got to go take it. So that's kind of been my mindset throughout this whole college experience and high school experience. Man, that's I really hope young young guys, even older guys, whoever's watching this, really um, take hold of that because that is a, a life lesson, especially with the entitlement. So many people are entitled now. Yeah. Um, and, and, um, yeah. <laughs> no, that was that was one of the biggest things I learned here. You know, 
you you don't like owes you anything you know these coaches they don't know you anything they got their job they're getting paid um you know they're going to coach you and everything but they don't owe you that rep they don't owe you playing time like, you got to go get that yourself and you got to earn that facts i think that's what a lot of people don't get these days you know they're like, oh, this guy's getting this, so I I need that. Like, I deserve that. I'm I'm better than him. What? No, just focus on yourself. You know, yeah. like, don't worry about what he's doing. He's getting his. Like, you got to go get yours. No, that's 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 definitely real, man. What has been? Let me see how I can ask this. Let me ask this. I'll ask this. This is like a two part question. Okay. Yeah. So, this is the Cage Breaker Show. Do you feel you're a cage breaker? And if so, what cages have you broken out of? Like, what challenges, obstacles have? Yeah. You know what I mean? You overcame. Yeah, I mean, you know, in my town, Grand Junction, one of the last persons to go D1 is was my one of my coaches. And that was 10, 15 years ago. Um, so I, I kind of broke out of that cage of just, like, the normality of not making it, you know, just of settling for whatever – you know, life kind of brings you and I kind of broke out of that. And, you know, I, I went and got it myself and I, I earned this and I, I deserve the right to be here. Um, so that's kind of just what I, what I've done, how I've broken out of that cage. And I think that, um, I think that, you know, people in Grand Junction, even in Colorado in general, just have that normality of like, you know, Colorado sports are all right. I'm just going to, you know, I'm I'm be all right. I'm be a decent player in Colorado, and I and I I wanted to be better than that. And that's kind of the cage that I broke out of. Facts, facts. And did you have any? Yeah, first and foremost, I'm gonna say you definitely a cage breaker. Not everybody's going to, because what it means to be a cage breaker, and what I want people to understand is, it's a a cage breaker is being capable of more than your environment is suggesting. Mm-hmm. that's 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 what it's all about and breaking out of you know what i mean your limits like not letting anybody put limits on you mm-hmm. and you definitely you know resemble that and embody that um especially coming from again what i want people to understand you have denver which is already overlooked yeah. and you have north um northern colorado which is like fort collins and all that Overlooked, produced great athletes. Southern Colorado, the Springs. And then you have like Grand Junction, Western Slopes, right? Super under the radar, but yeah. they produce great athletes. And so for you to dream big, but also to not let anything or anyone stop you from accomplishing your goals, that's huge. Cause you had every, like, you could have. And everybody been like, oh, it's cool. Just, bro, just go to CU, just go to yeah. Mesa. You know, just go to Mesa. You good. You good enough. But you like, no, I'm going to work for more. And now you are in a place to where you open the door for, you open the door up for not only Colorado, but for the young kids to see, hey, this is possible if I put in the work. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing is you got to put in the work. You know, it's not just going to get given to you. Um, And even when, like, I got here to LSU, um, People were like, oh, this kid's from Colorado, which like that, that made me so mad. You know, I was like, 
there are good athletes in Colorado. There, there are dudes that can play. Like, trust me. And um, you know, we got a bunch of players that are playing around the nation, and they're showing that. Um, and so that that frustrated me like right off the jump. So I kind of went in there with you know a little chip on my shoulder, like I got to put on for Colorado. I'm the first like player ever here from Colorado. Um, you know, I can't give them a bad name, and, and I feel that I've done that, and I, I'm gonna keep doing that throughout the rest of my collegiate career. Facts, and and that's and it's crazy you said that because that's why I started. Like, it's hard for me. I really gotta meet people first, so to, for them to really know who I am. Like, Instagram yeah. is cool, but I'm like really for people to really understand what I do, I have to meet them. And like for so long, because when I played at CU, mm-hmm. and even when I got to play, you know, a little bit professionally, it was like that was the state. Like, oh, Colorado, y'all don't have anybody. And I would really fight for, you know, what's what's going on, like for us. You know what I mean? That's why, you know, you know, I started the Colorado. I hate saying I, but that's why I started that for us. Yeah. Because we are out here and also to open the door, like you said, it's tons of other people that you know and you grew up with. You know what I mean? Your, yeah. your quarterback is at K-State. Exactly. Yeah, no, and I had – there were three or four dudes probably on my team that could be playing somewhere, but they just didn't get the, you know, opportunity or they didn't take an opportunity to go, you know, work out in Denver or whatever. Um, and that that's that's what frustrates me. Like, I had, um, I had around 25 to 30 – uh, offers coming out of or in high school and I had maybe five or six um, I had maybe five or six coaches that came out and watched me like run nuts and everything didn't have a single coach come to one of my games and I'm talking to all these guys on my team and they're like, yeah coach O was here coach O was there like um, you know our OC was here our OC was at this game I was like I never had a single coach come to my game and so that, that was like that's what frustrates me because like I know if they come to my game and they see another player ball out, then they're going to be like, oh, we got to look at that kid too. You know, and that, that's kind of – it's frustrating for me, and I wish that I could change, but I don't, I don't really know. You know, I don't have that leverage really right now, but um, yeah. at some point I hope to uh, change oh, yeah. that, you know. Facts, facts. No, it's, it's definitely going to happen. Um, and like I said, we look at you. You know, you look at Stanford women basketball just won a national championship, like – Three of their, you know, star players are from Colorado. Um, you know, we're, we're out here. But I want to ask you, you know, as a tight end, mm-hmm. is there, is, do you have a, a favorite tight end that you study or a couple favorite tight ends you study? Like, who who do you like to model your game after? Um, so not a ton of people know about him. I mean, he he's, he was, did pretty good this year. But um, tight end for the Cowboys, Dalton Schultz, he's, he's a baller. Um, he's one of the most underrated tight ends in the league and he's not some huge, like jacked up guy. And I'm, I'm, I'm not some huge jacked up guy and he, he's making plays, you know, left and right. Um, and he's not getting up and doing some crazy stuff. Like he's just handing the ball back and going back, you know, to the huddle. So that's kind of, that's who I like to watch. And that's who I like to, you know, model my game after. Um, obviously, you know, you like watching the Travis Kelsey's and George Kittles and all that for the little things. Um, but like holistically as a as a player, I like Dalton Schultz a lot. Shout out to shout out to Dalton Schultz. What about I'm gonna say this because it's it's facts. We put out some great tight ends. We put out some great tight ends. Yeah, I no, we do. I mean, Ter- I mean, Terrence Ferguson went out 
Oregon playing as a true freshman. Yeah. And he balled out. Like, I watched some of their, their games, and he balled out. Like, he, he's a good player. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric Olson's at uh, CU right now, isn't he? Yeah. Pretty sure he – I think, you know, he had a little slower year, but he's, a, like, a really good player. Yeah. Um, we've had a couple. It's, it's fun, though, to see, like, all the younger and older tight ends who are doing some things out there. Um, you know, it's, and it's always cool. I think that's one of the strongest positions that uh, Colorado actually puts out. Yeah. And talk to us about talk to us about the importance of or just the value of the tight end position. Yeah, it's um I mean, we have to do everything. Uh we have to be in the run game. Uh we have to be in the pass game. We have to, you know, pull on some blocks. We have to run down or run vertically, uh down the seam. Um and you know, <laughs> my coach has always said you gotta be the second smartest like player on the field besides a quarterback. Obviously, quarterback's going to be the smartest. Um, but you got to be the second smartest as far as knowing. Like, most people don't know. Like, in high school, you you get your assignment and you do that. But you don't think about, like, the play, like, what the design of the play is. And um, so, like, that that was huge to learn was, like, what's, what's the purpose of this play? Where is it supposed to go? Is there supposed to be, like, a backdoor hit on it? Like, um, so that's kind of, uh, big as a tight end. I think, you know, if, if you have a good tight end in the run game and pass game, um, if they can do both, then you can hide a lot of things and you can be able to, uh, run a lot of plays off that. Right. I want to, I want to hear about your mental toughness, just not, not only for you, but even as a, uh, as a player, you know, SEC football is no joke. Talk about that mental toughness when you you're out there. You're not just running routes. You know, people yep. think saw a pretty boy running routes, whatever. You actually in the trenches blocking. <laughs> yeah, I mean we're blocking six six two eighty. You know, first rounders. That's that's what I'm blocking every week in and week out. I we have a um, a defensive end on our team who's going to go first round not this year but the year after. Like I'm blocking him every single day. You know, and that that's tough. I mean, you get your ass kicked sometimes. Yeah. And um, they, uh, you know, you don't you don't realize like you got to move that dude. Yeah. You don't what, just win by that? getting in front of him. Ali Gay. How has he made you better? Yeah, I mean he he pushes me every day. You know, we um, a lot of people don't know, but uh, as tight ends, we do one on ones, not just against linebackers and safeties. We do one-on-ones against DNs. Yeah. Like, we're we're just right here, just, you know, going at it. Um, and he pushed me every day. You know, he, he'll he say something to me. I'll say something back. Um, but he, he's one of the best players, like, that I've been on the field with. And, you know, it's fun to watch him, and it's fun to watch how he's made me a better player. Man, that's that's what you got to do. You got to come, you got to compete, and you got to get better. Yeah. Um, each day, you know, going back to what your pop said, you know, what you, yeah. what you do today to get better. And what does it look like to be an asset in this game? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people don't know. Um, I mean, people do know, obviously, but, um, you know, we're kind of – LSU football is, um, like, the face of Louisiana. You know, everywhere you go, people are saying something to you. You know, people are asking you, how's the team going to be next year? Um, and if you aren't doing things right outside of the football world, then, like, you're not doing things right at all. You know, we got to 
we got to be in class. We got to be, um, you know, attentive in class. You know, if we go to uh, class and just sit on our phones the whole time, you know, that's a bad look on us. So like, oh, there's football players. I'm sure someone's doing their homework for them, you know, like things like that. It's you got to go to class. You got to be sitting in the front row. Um, you got to pay attention. Uh, you got to be respectful. That, that That's one of the biggest things is just being respectful. Um, you know, if you show respect towards your teachers, they're going to help you out, though. They'll show respect back towards you. You know, you missed a due day. They'll, they'll push it back a little for you if you need. Um, but you got to show them the respect and you got to show them that you're putting in the effort. Um, that's one of the biggest things is just putting in the effort. Um, you got to go to class and you got to talk to them. You can't, you know, you can't just skip out on class and think that you're better than class because school is just as important as your football um, is. I mean, you can't play football forever, but you can you can take your degree forever. You know, you'll have that piece of paper forever. Facts. Facts. What's what's one piece of advice you give to the the young the youngins out there who who say, you know, I wanna I wanna play I wanna play college. I wanna play college sports. It doesn't even have to be football. Just to the youngins out there who, you know, are gonna be watching this. What advice would you give them? Yeah, I mean just um put your head down at work, you know. You ain't gotta be the flashy guy. And I was never the flashy guy. Um, and you got to be the guy that posts every little workout on, on Twitter and Instagram. Um, you got to post, you know, be telling your friends, oh, I did this, I did that. Just go do it, you know. Like you, you just got to go do it and go take it. Um, you got you to be good in school. A lot of people um, aren't being able to go D1 just because they're grades. Um, so, you know, you got to stay focused on school and, one of the things that people don't realize is when, when schools are coming in and recruiting you, they're going to talk to everyone. Like when I had a couple of coaches come in um, to my school, they talked to everyone. They talked to my teachers, you know, they talked to the janitors, they talked to counselors. Um, so just kind of like, like leave an impact on, on your school. You don't got to just, you know, be yourself. You gotta, you gotta go out and um, help the community and do, do things right. You know, like, um, you know, the more things you do right, the better it looks on you, and um, the more people that want you around. Facts, facts. Who? I got two more questions. Yeah. So, who are? I don't know. You got a lot, but if you could just narrow it down, your your coaches at LSU um, through your time there. Give me two coaches that really impacted you. Yeah. Um, you know, I had a, we have a coach who comes by and just talks to us every day. He's not, he's not necessarily like a position coach, but you know, he's, he talks to everyone. Um, his, his name's Eddie Kinnison and he, uh, he's kind of like our relations guy and, you know, he'll, he'll sit down and talk to you about whatever. Um, and that's, that's really important to, to me because, you know, you're, you're around this football and you're around academics 24 seven, you know, some people just don't get asked like, how are you doing today? And that's kind of who he, who he is. And he, you know, make sure you're all right. And, and that's really important to me. And um, I've appreciated him a lot. And then the other one would probably be um, probably just strength staff. Strength staff is huge. You know, you don't, you don't realize how much time you're going to spend with them. Like I see them every single day. And um, when I first came in, I 
hate, I'll be honest, I hated the strength staff because, you know, they were just on you about little things. And then one day, like, I just kind of realized, like, these guys are just trying to get me better. Like, these guys, that's their whole job is to get me better. And, like, they're not doing it because they hate me. Like, they're doing it because they want they want to see me succeed, you know, and that those guys have had a huge impact on me and a huge impact on my on my um, play and they helped me become the player that I am. Facts, man. Facts. I love it. Last question. Yep. What does it mean to be a tiger? <laughs> it's huge, man. I mean, um, you know, it's 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 who you are now. Like I'm, I will forever and always be, you know, an LSU Tiger, and um, I take that with pride. You know, the people who have played before me, they're watching everything I do and watching everything, you know, that the LSU Tigers do. Um, so that's, you know, you, you kind of just don't want to disappoint them. You know, you don't want to disappoint your family. Um, it's because that standard of being a Tiger is so high. So, you know, you, you come in every day and you go to work and you, um, you know, you do your do everything right just because you want to meet that standard. Um, and, and I think that's kind of what it is, just meeting that standard of excellence and, you know, excellence within the classroom, excellence, you know, within the community and excellence, you know, on the field. So that's kind of what it means to me. And um, it's kind of like, you know, what I live by. Um, I have to ask you one more question. Yeah. Um, I want to talk to you about the importance of, of character because you, you um, something happened. And I watched how you reacted to it. And it really spoke a lot about who you are um, mm-hmm. and how unselfish you are. Playing Florida, mm-hmm. your shoot was taken. Yep. Chucked down the field. Yeah. You could have flashed out. You I, mean, know, I very easily could have, yeah. Whatever, you know, next play. Yeah. No, that, that, that's always been my mindset, you know, is, is next play. You know, whatever he just did, I don't care about what he did. You know, that's that's my mindset growing up. I don't care what they did. You know, unless it's directly affecting me, I'm going to just do me. So, you know, he he pulled my shoe off or whatever, threw it down the field. If, if I, you know, react to that in a negative way and I get a flag, you know, then they offset, you know, we're punting the ball. So that's, that's kind of my mindset is like, why feed into that? Um, and, you know, character is everything. I there were a lot of people watching that game and, you know, if I, if I backlash and that's just a bad look on me and that's a bad look on my family and everyone sees that Taylor on the back and, you know, that's kind of what people don't realize is your name's on the back of your Jersey. Like everyone knows who you are and they're watching, they're watching every little thing you do. Man. Um, Cole, we appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah, I appreciate you. I'm, 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 I'm definitely proud of you, um, what you've done and what you continue to do. Keep working, keep grinding, you know, just keep getting better each day. Appreciate um, it. And we, and we thank you for coming on the show, you know. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having Cage, me. For sure. Cage Breakers. They're so proud of me. So proud of me. So proud of me. They're so proud of me.